This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah. I'm a creative, so let me create. Nothing's promised, so I'm awake. Thinking What's up, family? This is Reggie Coleman, your host of the Playmaker Podcast. I want to thank you guys for tuning in once again. And we have our new co-host here, Nikita Monroe-Thomas. She's going to speak a little bit about why she chose to join us and join us on this mission of trying to create something great. Hi guys, I'm Nikita Monroe-Thomas. I'm very thankful that Reggie chose me to be the co-host of the Playmaker Podcast, and I consider myself a playmaker. If I go back to my basketball days, I wasn't a, um, a, a James Harden or anything, like a Draymond Green, like a playmaker. Oh, oh that's good. involved, you know? So I consider myself a playmaker, and this would be the best platform for me, and I just want to say I appreciate Reggie for, for, the, for the assist, the pass, um, and we're going to build something great, so guys, be on the lookout. Thank you again, Nikita. And um, yeah, we're just trying to make plays in the community. And then hopefully, if it gets big enough, just around the world, we can travel with this thing. But for now, we're we sticking with our community, trying to make plays and make a difference however we can. But let's get right into it. We're going to talk about NBA playoffs. Um, so, Nikita, what do you think? What's your surprises, surprise picks in the playoffs, if you have any? And uh, who do you think eventually will end up winning? My surprise pick, I don't know if a lot of people know, I have the Brooklyn Nets beating the Sixers. Oh, that's a, that's a good pick. And you want to know, and I, I'm only saying that because I don't know the health of Joel Embiid. So I, see, I see he's not. he may not play the first game. Yeah, if he may not play the first game, then he's going to be on a minute restriction because he's coming back from injury. So it's like, ah, this, this Brooklyn Nets team, they're feisty, they play hard. And, and they're excited about being in the playoffs. So that could be real real tricky for a team like the Sixers um, to get them in the first round. So I think the Brooklyn Nets could pull it off. I wouldn't be shocked if they didn't because the Sixers are a really, really good team. But it, the health of Joel Embiid is the reason why I'm like, the Brooklyn Nets may can pull it off. Um, I just really need to know how healthy Joel Embiid is because if he's going to be on a minute restriction, it, it could get real, real, real dicey with that. Yeah, and I, I agree. With, that's a good pick because D'Angelo Russell – this season has been on a tear. He's been averaging Most like. Improved. Yeah, they're saying either him or Pascal Siakam. Yeah, Siakam, yeah. yeah. I, my pick is Russell, but you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, he's he's been on a tear. He's been close to averaging a double double. Um, seems like he gets 20, 20 and ten every game, but yeah, he's, he, he's tough to stop. And, and he's a real streaky three point shooter. So if he Correct. gets going. 
it's, it's, it's pretty hard to stop. Correct. Um, That's going to be a tough assignment. I think Ben Simmons probably going to have to guard him. He, he may get more. It's going to be difficult because Ben Simmons doesn't shoot. Um, so I feel like D'Angelo may be able to get more rest because he's going to be playing so far back from. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, guys. My dog is acting a fool. Uh, so far away from uh, him. So uh, I think D'Angelo may be able to get some rest on defense. Um, but that's going to be a good game. I think that's probably going to be one of the best series. Uh, the, the Brooklyn Nets definitely have a chance to make it make a splash in there if they were able to upset the. <laughs> Ace, go away now. Well, with the Sixers, I think I think they're gonna win. But um, if I'll say if the Nets win that the first game tomorrow, which they play at two thirty, um, I think they can pull off that upset because getting that first game is always important. I feel like if you're an underdog, because if you get that first game, you're you're not as nervous as you once been, and plus, if you've never been to the playoffs and winning that first game, that's a big weight off your shoulders because. Um, you you can play more free. That shifts You're, home court, doesn't it? If they win, does it shift home court? Yeah. Once you went on a road. So you got that, a young team that never been to the playoffs that could win the first game and shift home court. That's big. That's really big. That's big. But yeah, like you said, the Sixers are the Sixers are a really good team. I don't think they'll lose to the Brooklyn Nets, but like we both said, it wouldn't be surprising. Um, that's going to be one of the best series, in my opinion, because I'm really proud and happy that the Brooklyn Nets are in the playoffs, coming from where they come from when they were the New Jersey Nets and um, making the transition to Brooklyn. It was a struggle at first, but now they feel like they got a good team, a young superstar coming up. D'Angelo is definitely he's, – he's getting there. He, he can stay consistent. He's definitely in the realm of being a, a superstar. Right now he's a really, really good player, really solid player. But if he can stay consistent, definitely in the Eastern Conference, he can make some, some noise. All right, now switching gears to a different series in the playoffs, which I think is going to be one of the most exciting ones um, in the first round, is the Thunder versus Trailblazers. We were talking about it before we got on air. Mm -hmm. um, I think, personally, that the Thunder will win that series, even though they're the lower seed. Um, but what is your take on it, and why, why do you think whoever you pick will win? Um... I'm an OKC fan, guys. Um, little backstory: I was a Kobe fan, never a Laker fan, never claimed to be a Laker fan. Kobe retired, so I, would, I was teamless. So I did my research. I didn't want to be a bandwagon, so I picked OKC. Long story short, they will win this series. Um, any confidence that I have for them to go further, I need them to beat the Blazers in five um, for me to feel like, okay, y'all doing something. I need the defense to be A1. I need Russell to play like Russell, not to shoot. 30 shots or 20 shots or <laughs> 8 for 30. I need to Russell that's a triple-double, but his points are like 14, 15, 16, that type of Russell. And Paul George is going to be Paul George, and you have Stephen Adams going to be Stephen Adams, and you have all those young guys that are playing really well. So, yeah, I think the Trailblazers, um, Dame and, you know, McCullum, they're going to do what they do. But for me to have confidence that the OKC can be the team that I think they are, I need them to beat the, the Trailblazers in like five or six. I need to be a quick series because I need to see what they're capable of. 
Yeah, and the reason I said the Thunder is because mostly the same things you said, but also because the Trailblazers' big man is out. Correct. Uh, Nurkic, and yep. he was averaging close to a double-double, if not that. And that would have been a good matchup to see him and Steven Adams. Yeah, and now that he's out, I think Steven Adams is the X factor in the series because... Yeah, he should have a field day rebound. In, in his canter, he doesn't really... He's not known for his defense. No, he's a really good offensive player, though. But Steven Adams is going to be, like, swapping it because he can't guard Steven Adams, but Steven Adams can guard him. Yeah, and... You know um, Cantor can't guard anybody off the pick and roll. Oh, and no. I, remember, I don't even think he tries to guard anybody <laughs> off the pick and roll, honestly. And I remember <laughs> Devin Booker, midway through the season, he tweeted, you know how Cantor tweets a bunch oh, of Oh, yeah, people. yeah, he talks a lot. And Devin yeah. Booker tweeted back, like, yeah, get number zero in, in that pick and roll and you'll have a field day. <laughs> so, I expect Paul George and... Uh, oh, yeah, and Russell, yeah. Russell, yep. and even Schroeder, he can... Dennis Schroeder, he can go off the dribble too. So I think the Thunder have a great chance of winning this game and uh, being one of the lower seeds, if not the only lower seed to win as an underdog in in the and playoffs. And I only think, I only think the, the OKC's an underdog because of the struggles that they had yeah. coming into. They had a that's a tough schedule. They had a really, really, really tough schedule going into the playoffs. Um, and I'm and I was I was glad they made it. It looked a little shaky at one point. They was losing some games that I thought they didn't, shouldn't lose, but they was able to um, get back on track. And Russell averaging another triple double for the third year in a row. That is very. That's that's it's great. Some people overlook it, saying he's a uh, he chases his stats and whatever the case may be. But even if you you do chase stats, it's hard to average a triple double. I don't so, care what anybody. I says. think you know a lot of contracts now in the NBA have incentives, so. Other players don't chase stats. Draymond ain't chasing stats to get the pay that he's supposed to get if he get X, Y, and Z. So I think that just because Russell is averaging a triple-double, oh, it's so easy to say he's chasing stats. But as a post player, a former post player, a guard shouldn't even be in that area where I'm getting rebounds. But they feel so comfortable in letting him get rebounds and letting him get the rebound. It ain't it ain't that type of game no more that the, the Patrick Ewans and all them in the post, and that's their job, and that's their domain. It's not like that no more. These post players are shooting threes now. Yeah. So it's, and they're not back to the basket. When the last time you seen a back to the basket besides a little bit of Boogie Cousins, but he's stretching out shooting threes. And the, the big players that are in there, they're getting lobs and dunks, the Capellas, all them. They're not, oh, I'm going to pass it to you. I'm going to wait for you to dribble and drop step. That's not where the NBA at anymore. So for you to say he's chasing stats, uh, I could see it, but – is in their contract. There's incentives in there. I gotta chase this to get this money for my family. Yeah, and my, I, I don't see it at all. Like I, I'm not even entertaining the people who who says that because, like, chasing stats. It it probably is a thing, but he getting a triple double. That's three exactly straight three years. Years. Three years. When 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 they and it's, he's gonna do one. It's part of their it's part of their offense because if he gets the rebound, they can just go out on a break. Correct. And he, then he gets an assist because he gets the rebound and he gets the assist every time. Correct. So just think about their offense and how they want to play. Yeah, Some how teams fluid don't it play is like when he that. He gets the rebound. Yeah. Because you know how long it takes if it, if it was traditional basketball, like, let's say like five, six, seven years ago. I'm going to wait for the post player to get the ball. The post player can't dribble. And now the guard got to go get the ball from the post player. And now the NBA is. And now there's no fast break. Yeah. Like, where's yeah, the fast break it's point? It's slow now. Y'all don't, y'all don't want that. The NBA nowadays is for entertainment. Really, like it's not. They compete in the playoffs. playoffs, But now regular season is all about entertaining, and now they're scoring like 140, 150 points. Like 
Back in the day, they were they wasn't scoring. They was it was tough scoring a hundred. It was tough scoring a hundred. Yeah, and, and the competitive nature was different. The competitive nature was different. Guys came in the NBA and they were known for defense. You're not really getting a lot of players known for defense. They're known for their offensive uh, prowess that they have. They're going to schools that can um, capitalize on their offensive talent. So it's what do you want? You got these guards. They're 17. I mean, 18 and 19 years old coming in the NBA. They barely play defense in college, so what do you expect them to do in the NBA? Then, you, then they see their favorite player not playing defense, so and that now, discussion and, gets real sticky. And then the NBA now is so friendly, like, everybody works out together. Not saying anything is wrong with them working out, but you, you can't do it all the time. Like, I, I, I appreciate the Greek freak. Yeah, Giannis, I don't want to work out with him. He don't want to work out with anybody. He want to keep it real traditional, work out mm-hmm. on his own with right. his trainer. Um, I, respect I saw that he didn't want to be in Space Jam two with LeBron. He did not. Uh, he a lot of them can't be in it contractually due to their sneaker obligations. Mm. So, um, but maybe, he's Nike. maybe not Giannis because Giannis yeah. is Nike. But I'm thinking of like uh, Steph Curry and the other ones. Yeah. Because uh, Steph Curry's with Under Armour and I think other people. So, um, it gets real tricky there. But to your point about uh, working out together and stuff like that, like when I watch the NBA now, yeah, it's entertaining. But it's like wow, like. What if Gary Payton would never be so happy that Steph Curry just shooting threes in his face and he turning around before, before the shot going? going. Like that ain't that's funny because that's the if that, it's that's, your team. That, that's a fighting. That's fighting. Like we gotta fight. That's disrespectful. Yeah, it's funny when you watch it though. Like I can't even watch the Warriors and there's no knock on the Warriors. They're an amazing team. They go amazing organization. They did it in a draft, excluding KD. We know that we get the story. We hear it all the time, guys. We know, but it's just like. It's kind of like the, the effect we had when UConn women's was dominated at one point. It was like, okay, <laughs> at some point, can someone else win? And that's kind of where we're at now. Not knocking the Warriors. If they three-peat this year, I wouldn't be upset. But I, I just, would. <laughs> I wouldn't be upset because they're the best team in the NBA. I wouldn't be upset. I would definitely like them to see some competition with it. I don't want them to sweep anybody like they did the Cavs last year. But I don't think they would sweep some anybody. But I don't see nobody beating them four times in a row. Not in a row, but four times in general. I mean. So, since we're on the Warriors, I'm getting that you think they're going to win again this year. Yes. Ah. Um, barring any type of injury to Steph Curry. That was, that's the only player, I think, if, if the Warriors, if something happened to Steph Curry, not saying I wish that, but um, his dynamic is just more than shooting. You just have to be aware of everything when he's on the floor. He's shooting from 40. He's an underrated passer. He's an underrated defender in the sense of I'm not saying he's locking anybody down, but he plays the passing lanes very well for a guard his size. So I'm telling you, when Steph Curry's not there, the Warriors are not – I'm not saying they're average, but they're beatable. They're beatable without Steph Curry. And barring anything to Steph Curry, I feel like the Warriors are going to dominate this playoff like they did last year. Yeah, I respect that. I just don't – I'm tired of them. I don't they're, – they're a great team. Don't, don't get me wrong, but I just – I need to see somebody else win. Like you said, with the UConn women's days, like oh, yeah. we just want to see that somebody else hold that trophy up. And um, with the women's basketball, somebody somebody else held that trophy up. Correct. So I'm hoping that trend keeps going in the NBA. Uh, it's a long shot, I think. Because yeah. they're just on a whole different level. Um, but I want to see it. At least be competitive, like you said. I want yeah, the, at least be I competitive. I want the games to, to be competitive. That's all you hope for I don't want to see. I want to see seven-game series. I want to see nice. people in crunch nice. situations making plays. Last not... time the Warriors been in a seven-game series. Was that when they came back from OKC? 
No, the Rockets. They, they Rockets play. last year. Seven. It went to seven, right? With the Rockets yeah. last year. And Chris Paul got hurt. Chris Paul I got was hurt. so mad and he we, got hurt. We don't even want to. We don't get into no speculation, but the Rockets were the one with Chris Paul. Yeah, that's my favorite point guard ever. So Rockets were the one with Chris Paul because Chris Paul wouldn't even put them in that position to shoot that many threes. When you don't have nobody that commands the presence. Not saying that uh, James Harden doesn't, but Chris Paul is a general. And he just controls that team. That's why they're playing so well right now. They're defending better. They're playing well. They're shooting threes as they usually do, but they're making them. The Rockets, be on the lookout for the Rockets, but they have a harder journey to get to the finals than the Warriors. So we can only hope that that matchup um, comes in the Western Conference Final, but they have the harder road to get there, in my opinion. So real quick before we get off this sports topics, um, James Harden, how do you think he would do in the playoffs? You know, he every – Every regular season, he's he goes off. This season, it's been unreal. But he's having 36. 36. Um, so, how do you think he would fare in the playoffs? Because in, in in past, in the playoffs is a different game. He doesn't get the same foul calls. He struggles in the playoffs. How do you think he'll do this year? You think he's he he'll be more ready for it? Oh yeah, I think I think this playoffs you're gonna see the same James Harden you've seen in the in the regular season. I honestly feel like. Uh, the knock on him about the playoffs is 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 warranted because what you see with your eyes. But I'm telling you, um, you have to watch the playoffs and you have to watch the games in their entirety to really understand: is he really struggling, or is it just the defense that the teams, uh, the other teams are playing? In the playoffs, it slows down. Um, the refs get a, a a bit more time to really assess situations. So a lot of the fouls that he get in regular season when the game is moving at such a fast pace. Um, he gets those calls, but when the when the playoffs come, you see the game really slows down in the fourth quarter. Let's say like five to seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter, the game slows down. Now you're running your your half court set, so now it's easier to not guard him in a sense, but it's easier for the refs to really concentrate. Like, okay, he did push his leg out, so that is an offensive foul on him. He did did push off, that is a push off on him. So he's a hard player to guard in general, whether it's the regular season or the playoffs. He just has to stay aggressive. I feel like he's not as aggressive as he is in the playoffs because of some of the foul trouble that he has gotten into or how the refs call the games. And the refs are different in the regular season. You have veteran refs when they come into the playoffs that have been in this position before. They're not rookie refs. They've been here before. So I feel like this playoff, he will be definitely, definitely a lot better than um, the playoffs before. Well, thank you for that input. We shall see. I think, me personally, I think, Hopefully, I want to see him do well in the playoffs, but from years past, it's it's been rough for him. He's this team, he, but the Rockets are better. They're better. They've been better playing better lately. Yeah, I'll say that they've been playing better lately, and he hasn't had to have that much pressure on him lately. You get what I'm saying? So I feel like you have um, all the players are playing better. You have Chris Paul back. He seems healthy. That's the, that's what the fear I have is how hopefully Chris Paul can stay healthy during this whole playoff run. If Chris Paul can stay healthy through this whole playoff run, you'll see a better James Harden. Without Chris Paul there, you've seen the James Harden that we've seen in the regular season. Without him, he has to shoot more. He has to uh, be more ball-dominant more. When he's when Chris Paul is in there and, and James Harden doesn't have to be on the ball as much, you'd be like, damn, James Harden had 40. It didn't even seem like it because it's just so effortless at that yeah. point, you know? We'll see. Like you said, we will see. It's going to be a very interesting series, though. Last thing, shout-out to D. Wade and Dirk Nowitzki. They... They're out the league. Uh, They're retiring. D Wade ended with a triple double. That's a, that's amazing. Could you think about like how young we were when we were big fans of these guys and like they're really retiring. It's like some of our greatest, some of our favorite players, the Kobe's, the D Wade's, the the Dirk Nowitzki's, the guys that did it the right way, the right way in the sense of 
Uh, D-Wade did leave the, the Miami Heat, but he came back because it's not meant to be. It's yeah. Wade County forever. You forever. know, it's Wade County forever. And the Mavericks organization is Dirk University forever. And he could have did like a lot of players would have did. They broke that team up after the championship. He could have ran away, but he chose to stay with a franchise that believed in him. And, and that's the right way to do it. I, it's a different time now. We won't. I don't think we will see this again, these players staying 20 years with a franchise and um, wanting to just be embodied by an organization like that. I don't think it's that time. And, and there's no knock on the players. You can't really trust these owners like that. You get right. what I'm saying? It's, now it's, it's really a business. Like, yeah, like... You got you to gotta protect your own brand. You got to protect your own brand, correct. It's just different times. You got to you gotta trust your, your... Like you said, you got to trust your brand. You got to trust the team around you and the people around you. So, yeah, man. Big shout-out to D-Wade. I was... If I knew the game was in Brooklyn, I probably would have tried to get up tickets because I didn't get to see Kobe uh, farewell. And want to know something crazy about that. Side note... In my heart, I thought Kobe was going to retire. He didn't announce it. Mm-hmm. He didn't announce it right away. And I'm like, I think Kobe's going to retire. But I'm, like, I'm not getting Sixers tickets. At the time, the Sixers wasn't as good as they are now. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. Or whoever he played. He played yeah. somebody close. I'm like, nah, I'm good. And then he announced he was retiring. I was sick. Them tickets were sold out. Or any tickets that was left was like $500. I'm like, Kobe, I'm going to catch you on the flip side, player. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's on TV. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to catch you on the flip side. We'll, we will definitely meet. But it... <laughs> I'm sorry I couldn't be at the farewell tour. That's crazy. Yeah, now Vince Carter is the only player left from the 1990s. Wow. Vince Carter. Next year is his last year. Gotta be. It gotta be. But um, to switch gears, let's talk about Nipsey Hussle, R.I.P. to Nipsey. Um, um, just... He just made a difference in so many people's lives that he didn't even meet. Uh, he, 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 he changed this community. He, he just did a bunch of stuff. I, I was watching a funeral yesterday, and his brother said how he created a computer from different parts. He mm-hmm. created it at sure 12 years old, I believe he said. Yep. And um, that just goes to speak to how intelligent he was all his life. Correct, at a young age. So, what do you think about Nipsey? How do you feel about him? And like, what did you, were you ever inspired by his music or what he did or anything of that sort? So, I recently uh, got introduced to Nipsey like a couple years ago. Um, like a really good friend of mine was like, check Nipsey, check him out. He's from the West Coast, he different, he flow different. I'm like, bet, I checked him out. Um, didn't listen to him as often as a lot of people. I know people are really big fans, but his message that he did in the community is what I've seen the most. Uh, people, whether it was Snoop Dogg or any type of West Coast artist, was reposting everything he did in the community for the kids and for his community. Um, it just motivates you and it just makes you give you a clear understanding that your, your, your time here on earth can, is very short. And you want to leave an impact any way you can, whether it's with music, whether it's with clothing, whether it's with any business opportunity you give people, you just never know uh, when your when your time is going to be called. And um, watching that funeral, it really gave me insight. Like, wow, this man impacted so many people, and it wasn't all with music. You know, it wasn't all with music. It was his input that he had in the community. It was the, the life he spoke to people. You know, um, if you never grew up in pro- in poverty or um, hard situations in a project or anything like that, you wouldn't know how that type of that, that type of love would feel from somebody that got out but didn't turn his back on you, um, to turn his back on his community. A lot of people when they get money or when they get success, 
they tend to turn their back on their community. And I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong because the unfortunate it turned out Nipsey got murdered in his own community that he did so much for. So I'm not saying it's right or wrong to turn your back. I'm just saying you always have to be mindful that there are evil people out here that don't care what you're doing in the community, don't care what your impact is on the world. They just are evil and they're just jealous and you just don't know their, their, their impact. You know, we all have a purpose. And that's what Nipsey, I think, in his music, and in his interviews, that's what he always trying to get. We all have a purpose. And if you're not putting your purpose out there, you're wasting your breath. And that was one of the realest things I heard him say. If you're not doing your purpose, you're wasting air. Something to that sense. It was just like, wow, like, he's so right. Like, yeah, we work nine to five, but that five to whatever need to be the time for you to build your craft, build your business. And that's one of the things that I'm like, wow, he really, really understood what it was to be self-sufficient. He understood what it was to use his message to impact the youth and impact the community. And I just wish that he had a little more time, but I feel like the time that he did have, he, he left an imprint on his world that would be, that would just be, just, it's just crazy. It he'll, would be, he'll live on every yeah, day. Yeah, he'll live on forever. I, it, I'm at a loss for words because it doesn't seem real. Because you just never know, like, I'm telling you, you, just never know when your time is up, and it's unfortunate to his children um, that they have to live without their father. But I hope that his message and his music, he will be able to live on through through him and his children, his son and his daughter. Um, the funeral was hard to watch because it's just like you just like, you really sit back and you and you uh, gauge the situation. Like, wow, we really lost somebody that was so powerful and 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 just amazing, you know, and it's just unfortunate, but I, I, I will continue to support his music, his brand, um, just like I would support anybody else that I, that I was a fan of, you know, but it's just unfortunate that he had to uh, get his life cut short at such a young age, but rest in peace to Nipsey Hussle. Yeah, and to go along with that, he's he, he was only 33 years old, and yeah. look at the difference he made, so while he was on this earth, he, he did things that he would be remembered for, Correct. not even music. Because music, yeah, he was great at music. I, I listened to him. I, I just started listening to him about three or four years ago. But the music was was always great, but Correct. it was what he was doing in the community. Like you said, he was he had a Vector 90 company. Um, he built, he bought bought out the shopping center where he yep. used to hang out in front yep. of. And, and he hires people who just getting out of prisons yep. because most of them can't get jobs. So it's hard for them to get jobs. Yep. He hired his people, and he just he he made courts. He got a built court, uh, a court built um, in his community. So for the kids, he yeah. just wanted the kids to. The thing about it is, when you live that type of lifestyle, you know what comes with it. And I feel like Nipsey knew what came with it, so he was like, "All right, I knew I know what comes with this life. I don't want nobody to go down this path. I've been down here. I know the outcome." You know what I'm saying? So what can I do? What what can I do with my voice so kids or, or any, even young adults don't go down this path? And I think he, he hit a chord with a lot of people that, wow, your time can be taken from you, but your voice will always be heard. And I feel like that's what Nipsey is. We could we could fast forward this in a year or two later. It is still feel like it feels now because it's just heart-wrenching that somebody with so much potential um, – Life was cut so short, but his message definitely stuck with me, and I know it stuck with a lot of people, and I just want to give a shout-out to his family. And um, just say, sleep in peace, Nipsey. Your message would not be in vain, and the marathon will always continue. Yeah, prayers out to the family, the, the friends, and just everybody in the L.A. community um, and, and everybody worldwide because everybody took him 
losing him very hard, even if oh, we didn't yeah. know him. Even if a lot of people didn't even listen to his music, but they knew his 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 impact in the community. Like Barack Obama wrote a letter. He said, "I didn't meet him. I didn't know him, but I knew his impact." I mean, somebody in that type of realm to know your impact and know uh, your voice to reach that type of level. It was just amazing to see, and it's just unfortunate that we lost a, another black king. But I hope that his vision and his uh, words stick with a, all the black men that you guys you guys are worthy you guys are loved and you guys are appreciated and I don't want anybody to think that um, Nipsey murder is going to go in vain guys the marathon will always continue and it has to continue with yourself and anything you want to do with your life do it that's what he really stood for don't sit around and wait for nobody to do whatever you want to do you know what I'm saying so if you got a clothing line of business anything like that start it up do it because at the end of the day it's only it's going to be benefit you it's going to benefit your family you'll never want to have to look up and, and be like oh man I, I gotta work for somebody for the rest of my life you don't you could put the work in for yourself and I hope that his message will continue to to live on through his children his wife his kids and and all the people in the LA area we our prayers are with you we know you lost somebody very important and, and we just hope that um it be it just be peaceful, you know. We don't want no retaliation or anything like that. That would Nipsey wouldn't want that, and we don't want to enter. We don't want to entertain no type of clownery. We know the clownery going on. I won't mention his name. We don't entertain none of that because Nipsey wouldn't want none of that, you know. Let's just let where clowns do clownery. Let it be what it's gonna be. We ain't even gonna acknowledge that Nipsey won't want none of that. So once again, sleep in peace, Nipsey, and marathon will always continue. R.P. Nipsey Hustle. And thank you guys for listening. But before we go, every episode, we're going to try to give some motivation at the end of our episodes, um, whether it be a quick quote, a quick sentence, or just whatever's on your heart or mind at the mo- on a- in that moment. So, Keita, I'm going to let you go first this time. What's some quick motivational or inspirational things you can say to the people that's listening? Um, I would say quick motivation. This is something that's really on my heart, guys. I just want you to uh, love people while they're here. Give people why I know people say this a lot. Give people their flowers while, while they're here. Um, I recently lost my aunt to cancer, so rest in peace to my aunt Terry. Um, and I just realized in that moment, um, you really have to love people while they're here, and we all have an expiration date. So um, spend time with people that you don't normally spend time with. Text your grandmother, call your grandmother, your aunts, your parents. Um, I know we live a really hectic life, and I know time can get away from you, but I'm telling you, you don't want to look up and the person that you love the most is in a hospital or anything like that. You know, sometimes family always comes together when it's bad moments, but try to bring your family together right now when you all are in um, really healthy states and, and, and really in a good state of mind. So, um, guys, love people while they're here. Give love. Support all your friends and your family. Guys, you never know what someone's going through. And I just want to give a big, big shout out to my family, all my friends, all the people that support me. And um, once again, rest in peace to my Aunt Terry. She was loved. She was an amazing woman. And I know she would be proud of me putting forward the effort to do what I really want to do, talk about sports and stuff. And once again, shout out to Reggie for this opportunity as well. But guys, love people while they're here is the biggest message I can give you today because you just never know when someone is going to be taken away from you and you just look up and you're like, wow, I wish I would have did X, Y, and Z. But you have the time right now to do X, Y, and Z. So, guys, if anything you take away from what I said today, go ahead and call your mom or call your dad or call your grandmother. FaceTime a good friend of yours because you just never know what somebody goes through. And I'm telling you that it'll make their day. And it'll be a, a triple effect of things that you could do um, uh, regularly. Take somebody out to lunch or take your mom out to lunch or your dad. Just spend that time with people because we all have an expiration date, guys. That's just guaranteed. But you want to spend that time with people here now, guys. That's the biggest message I can give you today. 
Thank you for that, Keita. And my message is really quick. For all the people that have the nine to five jobs or whatever your hours may be, um, I'm sure you work hard at those jobs, but when you get home, what do you do? I want you to, I want you guys to build your own brand up. Mm -hmm. So work on yourself when you get home from work. Right. Don't, don't sit on the couch and watch a bunch of shows that's not helping you. Honestly, um, just you, you got to work on your brand. If you, if you're doing a podcast, work, research what you, what you want to talk about. What's the right time limits on doing podcasts? What microphones? What cameras whatever it may be mm -hmm. work on you if you want to build that restaurant up i heard you in your in your podcast here if you want to build a restaurant up uh look into investing in properties and Correct. and quoting different properties and see where is the best location yep. and mm -hmm. who has what and, and what who does yeah. city exactly we we need to get into need based yeah uh just, businesses yes, absolutely I listened. I listened to a guy named Prince Donnell on Instagram, and I listened to his wife. That's crazy. <laughs> and he's ta he, he talks about need-based businesses. Um, that's what we need in the black community. You you see, you always see laundromats, yeah, um, gas stations, gas stations, but they're not owned by us. So why yeah. not invest in these properties and make those type of things to mm -hmm. make not only make our community better, but also keep the money within our within our people. Correct. You're, gonna work for your, you're working for your last name at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? And you don't want to look up 10, 15 years from now and the struggle that you went through, your kids are going through. And you're like, wow, like, what did I do wrong? You didn't prepare yourself for that time. You get what I'm saying? And like like Reggie said, he, he watched Prince Donnell. And, I watched, and, I, and ironically, I watched his wife. And they're young. And they got the game. And they're trying to give it to us. You get what I'm saying? So like Reggie said, you want to be mindful of the things that you put in your mind. When you get off that 9 to 5, it's not hard. You want to watch TV for two hours. Why not go on YouTube and, and research? Uh, okay, I want to do shirts. Let me see what people, oh, people working out now. Okay, maybe I should do workout shirts. Or, oh, man, there's no healthy food places in my area. Let me do that. So, like, you really, Come really out gotta, with a juice bar. Exactly, exactly. Like, Guys, this stuff out here that we that you want is it's not here. So, how do you get it? You get what I'm saying? You have to put the effort in, into yourself. You got to invest in yourself. And don't be afraid to reach out to your friends or if they family. Your friends, yeah. And and come together on a business and, and invest your money together. And hopefully it comes out to be something great. Because if you're, if you're afraid to ask somebody for... A, if you can't ask for their opinion, how can you ask them for an investment? Exactly. So, just go out. What my message is this work as, as hard as you do at your job as you do when you get home. Don't watch, don't watch so much TV because... It's not really doing anything for us. It's just brainwashing us and uh, just making us think live in a false yeah, reality. Yeah, you, real, you become lazy. At this. Yeah. You got to think about it. You get off your 9 to 5, it's 5 o'clock. Uh, if you don't have children. If you have children, that's different. You, your time is consumed with that. But me and Reggie, we don't have kids. So I get off my job. I get off at like nine, 8.30, get home like 9.30. I could go on my laptop and research what I want to talk about on my podcast, While She Knows Sports, and come up with any ideas that I want to talk about there. Also, come up with some ideas now that I'm the co-host of the Playmaker Podcast and text Reggie and us talk about what we going, how we're going to move forward with this. You know, So it's only 24 hours in a day. And if you're using them 24 hours just to build a company up, you only could be mad at yourself at the end of the day. Yeah, and if you never if you never try, you'll always think what if. So don't be that person that always think what if. Um, but I want to thank you guys again for tuning in to the Playmaker Podcast. But before we go, give me your social media account. So my social media, you. Queen Kita 
14 that's ig and my facebook is nikita monroe thomas so you guys can go on there and message me uh about topics that you guys would want to hear on a playmaker podcast also topics that you guys may want to hear on the washington sports podcast the washington sport podcast is still up and coming um i still will be posting on there but my main focus right now is the playmaker podcast and building with reggie coleman and like i told him before i appreciate the opportunity um guys be on the lookout for some episodes guys we will definitely 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 be dropping content and we want your feedback so you can leave feedback on my social media also reggie social media give us some topics give us some discussions it doesn't always have to be about sports we would love to talk about current events of what's going on um but big shout out to reggie again for this opportunity to be on the playmaker podcast Thank you guys for tuning in. You can find us on all social media uh, platforms at the Playmaker Podcast and on Twitter, the Playmaker Pod. So we want to thank all you playmakers for listening in. Like Nikita said, give a comment, subscribe. Um, just give us feedback on what you think we could do better, uh, how we can, how you may want to be on as a guest. Anything that's going to help us out, we much appreciate it. So once again, to all the playmakers out there, thank you, and we'll see you next time. Like every day I get to see my daughter's pretty face. She's amazing, Grace. And I never flake. I put that on everything. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.